for another episode of Boxing News Today, giving you the updates from around the world. I've scoured all the various websites looking for news that's fit to print. And uh, let's start off with uh, some news uh, with respect to uh, Devin Haney versus Ryan Garcia. As you know, they're going to face off uh, at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York on February 27th. Um, so it's going to be a, a good fight without a doubt. Everyone's uh, in the boxing world yapping about it. But one of the things that I took notice of uh, was an article by uh, Rob Smith posted in boxing247.com. And he had some interesting comments to make with respect to the ages of these two young fighters, Devin Haney. And, uh, you know, he's a reigning WBC super lightweight champ and also Ryan Garcia. So anyway, the point of the matter is, is uh, uh, with this with this uh, fight set to take place, did I say February? No, I meant uh, April 20th. Their, uh, their press conference is coming up uh, very soon on February 27th. Sorry about that. Appreciate uh, your indulgence with me. Anyway, what mm -hmm. I want to really get across, though, is the fact that... Um, the age, oh yes, the, the age is what I was talking about. It's difficult for people to set a path of victory for the 25-year-old social media giant Ryan Garcia, aside from scoring a knockout. Uh, given given the fact that these two are going head to head, uh, and the money that the WBC light heavyweight, heavy, the light welterweight champion Devin Haney, 31 and 0, by the way, 15 knockouts, and Ryan Garcia, 24 uh, and 1, 20 knockouts, are expected to make a heck ton of money, celebrity-like money. Uh, for their April 20th bout. It's going to be huge. Generational dough that you see from these types of fight. But uh, says uh, trainer Stephen Edwards, I think Devin is going to win the fight. I think Devin has developed more. I think Devin is more of a developed product. Okay. I've yet to see performance against uh, Lomachenko on progress that Devin displayed. I've yet to see that from Ryan. I've got to see it. I'm not going to assess it on the potential of what he might do, what we're hoping he'll do, or what he's built to do or predicted to do. I want to see him do it. These guys have been pros for six or seven years now. They're not in their early 20s. They're in their mid-20s. At one time, great fighters and Hall of Famers were, were at 25 and 26 years of age. When Leonard and Hearns fought, Leonard was 25, Hearns was 22. When Roberto Duran beat Ken Buchanan for the lightweight title, he was 21 years old. When Muhammad Ali beat Sonny Liston for the heavyweight title, he was 22 years old, said Edwards. So that's to put a bit of perspective into this Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney fight. They're, they're in their mid-20s, and they're doing well, but they're about to make a whole lot of money. And as, as I discussed in yesterday's episode, there are some fighters around the world who are champions who are not making one-tenth I was going to say one one hundredth, but that's stretching it. But we, we quoted a Filipino fighter, a champion, who over the past, what was it, seven years, has made less than a million dollars. And yet there are fighters like Tyson Fury, who are about to make $200 million. And uh, here are Haney and Garcia going toe-to-toe -to -toe in April, and they're already starting to, to roll in the dough, quite frankly. All right, let's move along to another big fight which promoter Eddie Hearn is uh, yapping about like there's no tomorrow. Um, it, it gets pretty funny. Okay. It gets pretty funny. Let me, let me read this to you because uh, Charles Brunn, one of my favorite writers over on boxing news, 24.com. He's, he's got some juicy quotes in here. 
Hearn insists that Joshua is back to what he once was doing, doing, doing best during his years. Uh, but even if that were true, he was always vulnerable and never the fighter the boxing fans made him out to be, says Brun. Uh, we saw this coming out of the 2012 Olympics. He was just the guy who was gifted a gold medal after appearing to lose three of his matches in that competition. Hearn isn't saying what he'll do with Joshua if he loses to Nagano, but he predictably, uh, but predictably, he'll be matched against several fighters in the same mold as the three confidence builders he just beat. He's taken, says her, he's taken this fight like it's Tyson Fury by 10. If you get beat, you get beaten by a fighter with an 0-1 record. That's the big difference here as they are about to go toe-to-toe -to -toe, uh, on March 8th. Uh, Joshua, as we all know, is being allowed to fight a non-boxer to get to the undisputed championship against the Fury versus Alexander Usyk winner. It's obviously totally unfair, but oh well, says Brun. His Excellency said the winner of this fight faces the winner of the Fury-Usyk fight. That is a dream chance for us because we chased that for so long. AJ is going to beat Francis Nagano, and then he's going to beat the winner of Fury-Usyk, and he's going to become the undisputed heavyweight world champion said Hearn. Before Joshua fought Otto Wallen, I went into the changing room, he continues, and he was hitting the pads with Ben Davis. And I was like, he's back. And I've never seen anything like it. He was punching with ferocity and confidence. It's a week on Friday, two giants will meet in the ring in Riyadh. This is the first time Joshua has fought an opponent that outsized him. This guy, Nagano, is huge. It's like a cruiserweight and a heavyweight. So this is a real threat. When these two come together in Riyadh, this is Godzilla and King Kong. This is two enormous men, and anything can happen in this fight. You can one shot on the chin, and it's over, said Hearn. So, as I said before, let's wait and see. Something else we're waiting and uh, waiting for and uh, looking at in the news here. Things have reportedly blown up uh, between undisputed super middleweight champ Canelo Alvarez and PBC, as reported yesterday in Talk and Fight. And Canelo may be bolting back to Matchroom, as reported yesterday, with Edgar Berlanga and Jaime Munguia fights possibly on the horizon. Apparently, PBC wasn't willing to cough up Canelo's $35 million uh, asking price uh, for a pay-per-view against WBC middleweight champ Jermal Charlo. After, Jermal, uh, after Canelo defeated Charlo's brother, uh, Jermel, and last September. And if Canelo is gone, it looks like WBA lightweight champ Tank Davis will defend against Frank Martin in the PBC pay-per-view following their March 30th show. But uh, the debate continues uh, because we see over on uh, Bad Left Hook, Canelo Alvarez has reportedly made his choice for his next opponent after parting ways with PBC. As ESPN Knockout reports that Canelo will face fellow Mexican Jaime Munguia on Saturday, May 4th. And that fight would almost surely be on the zone pay-per-view uh, with Canelo returning to the platform where he's had all but two of his last 11 fights dating back to late 2018, uh, which might also include when he was with uh, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, who we'll talk about in a second. Uh, the 33-year-old Canelo, uh, 62-2, and two, 39 knockouts, 
would be defending his undisputed super middleweight championship against the 27-year-old Mungia. He's 43 and 0, 34 knockouts, who is a former super welterweight title holder and has been impressive in wins against uh, Sergei Derichenko and John Ryder at 168 most recently. So let's have a look at what uh, Oscar De La Hoya has to say. Um, let's see. He's claiming, um, he, uh, you know, Mungia himself remains pretty well untested at the elite level. Uh, and his record uh, and, and uh, Mexican heritage would make him a worthy opponent uh, in that Cinco de Mayo fight that uh, we've all been looking forward towards with, uh, with uh, Canel being very close to hanging up the gloves. Uh, but De La Hoya says he's uh, been, the big biz uh, been in the boxing business long enough to have learned to trust nothing. He said, in my 22 years of being in business, okay, being around boxing forever, you just cannot believe anything you read, anything you see, until you see it on paper and it is signed and sealed, you just cannot believe it. When asked about PBC, by the way, which promoted Canelo's most recent bout and a unanimous decision win over Jamal Charlo, as I just said, De La Hoya was frank. He said, a sinking ship. It's a sinking ship. That's what Oscar De La Hoya has to say about Al Heyman and PBC. Speaking of what people think, Tim Sayu has long spoken of his desire to feature in boxing's biggest fights and his dream appears to have moved one step closer uh, because uh, the Australian first has to get uh, by Keith Thurman in Las Vegas on March 30th, March 31st in Australia. And should he be successful, a potential meeting with two-division undisputed world champ Terence Crawford awaits. So here's what we know. Terence Crawford's in discussions with the WBO over super welterweight title, it says on uh, sportnews.com. Crawford currently holds three of four major belts at welterweight, having stopped Errol Spence to unify the division last July before later being stripped of his IBF title. With the WO, uh, Bud has been designated as a super champion. As part of that organization's rules, super champions can be installed as mandatory challengers to the WBO champion in the division above or below. Sayu, uh, the Australian, currently holds the WBO belt at 154 and uh, having upgraded from interim champion when Jamal uh, Charlo was stripped of the title for opting to fight Canelo Alvarez rather than defending against the undefeated uh, Sydney Sider. So uh, while Sayu's belt won't be on the line when he faces Thurman, as the WBO have refused to sanction it as a title fight, a loss would certainly hurt his stock. And according to Paco Van Carcel, see him miss out on a possible date with Crawford. Speaking of fight hype, the WBO president was asked his thoughts on next month's PBC primetime pay-per-view. That will be a tough fight for Tayu because Thurman can fight, Val Carcel said. On paper, you have to pick Tayu, but in boxing, anything can happen. The winner of that fight will have a tough cookie for his next mandatory. Uh, Val Carcel went on to say Crawford would be visiting WBO headquarters in Puerto Rico this week and suggested something significant could be in the works. I can tell you Crawford will be here next week, he said. Uh, 
I'm not authorized to explain to you, make it public, but I've been talking to Crawford for long. Now, this is uh, the first thing I've talked about Crawford and the possibility of moving to 154. Uh, and uh, Val Carcel's comments follow those made by a member of Crawford's boxing training team in an interview last month. Um, his trainer, uh, Bernie Davis, said, uh, with respect uh, to a fight with Tim Tayu for the undefeated 36-year-old return to the ring. He said, I think Tayu will be the right one since we can't get Spence. We want to move up and still make history, still something to get up. And even though Boots is an attractive option, I think Sayu just edges him a little bit. I think Sayu fought the better competition. I think it's looking more spectacular in his fights, and he's got country Australia behind him. Plus, he has something that we want. It's another weight class to jump, and it's another something to aspire to. So that's where I would think we would land. All right, just to close things out today, wanted to let you know we've uh, spoken about him often here on Talk and Fight. Uh, Gennady Golovkin, uh, Triple G, has taken a new job, which might appear he is uh, heading towards retirement. It was reported by George Glinsky in TalkSport.com. Gennady Golovkin has reportedly been made the new president of Kazakhstan's National Olympic Committee, seemingly indicating that his boxing career could be over. Um, members of Kazakhstan's Olympic Committee voted unanimously for Golovkin to succeed businessman Timur Kulbayev at the helm of the organization. This is good news for boxing indeed. Triple G has not formally announced his retirement, but his latest developments indicates he is preparing for life after boxing without a doubt. So congratulations to Triple G. I'm sure he's taken that position and uh, moved on with his life and his career in the world of boxing. Well, thanks very much for joining me here on Talk and Fight. I appreciate it very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell for me. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time here on Talk and Fight. Where are we? Here we go.